and it's so dark. And I'll never forget getting to the hospital, having not slept for 40 hours and giving Aaron a hug and just looking into the face of this mom who lost her husband, her son, and her daughter. Right? Okay, so it's so dark. And so Aaron is in this really, really dark place. And she's looking for light. And she, I shared this at the gathering, she said, I couldn't see any light of Jesus. And then her sister texted home, her husband, and Aaron saw the text. And her sister put in the text, Jesus has been here. These people are helping us. And Aaron said, I see it. There was the light of Jesus here. It was in the people, the doctors, the nurses that were going out of their way to help us. And in fact, now we look back at the accident itself and we see that there was light right at the accident. The first person on the scene, not a police officer or anything, it was off-duty cop in his own car. And he came up. And he helped, he helped Aaron, who was all bloody. And he helped Kai, and he moved him away from the vehicle. And he cared for him. And the next guy who came up in this cop car was also a follower of Jesus, bright light. And he said, never have I been at a traffic accident in 30 years where the presence of God was so real. So if you're in a dark place, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, one of the things I've learned through this is if you're in a dark place and you don't see the light of Jesus, you have to look again. You have to look again and say, is there light of Jesus in this dark place? Now, you don't have to have that dark of a place. I, I was thinking about when I was in student ministry for years, and I loved it, by the way. Uh, I had a lot of small groups, and I had a lot of one, lots of one-on-one -on -one appointments. I would go on caravan with busloads of kids, and like it wasn't the busloads that I... Loved it was the, talk, uh, the walks on the beach with one kid for an hour that I loved and the small groups. So I thought of three stories in small groups that happened, and this is years ago. But uh, the first one was this. One of our small groups met in my house, and the senior at CF came week after week after week, but he told us every week he wasn't a follower of Jesus. I like you guys. I respect your faith, but I'm not a follower of Jesus. One day he comes in. He sits in my easy chair. Tears rolling down his eyes. I said, what's wrong? He said, my mom and my dad just sat me down after school and said they're getting a divorce. Tears rolling down his face. And then he said this, will you guys pray for me and my family? He's not a follower of Jesus, but he wanted that light in his family. Right? One night, another dark place is loneliness. One night, a young lady comes in. I think it's a late Sunday night. Lug, she comes in. It seems like everything's great. She sits on my couch between two of her friends, and then she starts crying, just crying. And she cries for a while, and then she says, you guys don't even talk to me except for in small groups. You don't even know I exist except for in small groups. You don't even care about me. I feel so alone. And you know, when you're leading a group, Everybody looks at you like you know what to do. So everybody's like looking at me, but I'm not that good when women cry. 
And so she's crying. I'm kind of sweating. I didn't know what to do in those days. And uh, one of the girlfriends of hers that was in the small group goes over, squeezes her, and goes, it's going to be okay. And I go, I should have thought of that. And then uh, another girl gets down by her knee, another one of her friends, and rubs her knee and says, we do care about you. We just haven't been with you lately. And I go, I should have thought about that. We had guys and girls in the small group, and the guys are like with me. They're trying to track. And so one guy, not the sharpest bulb, not the brightest bulb in the place, he was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And then he thought to himself, when I'm really bummed, I shoot hoops. So he literally looks at her, true story, and goes, you know, after small group, you want to go shoot some hoops? It always makes me feel better. The girl with her arm around her goes, you are so dumb. <laughs> but the other guy hasn't, this is true, absolutely true story. The other guy hasn't figured it out yet. He's going, what do I do when I'm, he goes, what I do when I'm really bummed. It's like I get in my car and I drive fast and I turn the radio loud. You want to go for a ride afterwards? The girl on the floor goes, you're dumber than him. <laughs> but many of you know the feeling of loneliness. Many of you know the feeling like nobody seems to like me or care about me. And that is a very, very dark place. Some of you have had huge disappointments in your family. One night in the basement family room of a student, young lady, uh, we're having an intense small group in her family room and her parents have gone through a divorce and her mom and her mom's boyfriend come home drunk. And we're sitting here, and her mom, with some champagne and the boyfriend, rocks through the middle of our small group and go to a bedroom. And this girl, whose house it was, felt like this tall. It's like, I am so embarrassed. I am so hurt. I am so trying to follow Jesus, but this is not what I wanted. And some of you know that disappointment. Some of you know that pain. I asked the youth directors, and they said, you know, some of you guys are walking with family who have a, like a mom or a dad uh, incarcerated in jail. Some of you have moms and dads who are going the wrong direction, making bad choices. Some of you have brothers and sisters making wrong choices. And that's a dark place. A very, very dark place. And what do you need in a dark place? You need a light. And I want to really challenge you tonight. I want to give you a couple things you can do to turn on the light. Because like Erin down in Florida, my daughter-in-law, she said, I couldn't see the light. I couldn't see God at work in the pain. And I was thinking, some of you would say that same thing. Or maybe it's different for some of you. Maybe it's like, I'm so afraid of next year, I'm going to college. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know if I can hold to this faith that I had because I've had big house and I've had all these friends and now I'm going to go off. And so maybe that's a dark place. And so a uh, couple things I want to talk about what you can do if you're in a dark place or facing a disappointment. Um, and then you're going to talk about this in your small groups later, I think. So number one, 
cry out to God and describe the darkness. The Bible calls it lamenting. It's like, don't be afraid to talk to God. So Aaron, in Florida, had to do as best she can. She doesn't have much words, but she had to do as best she can go, God, help. And some of you have heard me give a talk where that's the only thing I could do on the way to Florida is just go, help. No other words, just help. And some of you, that's the first thing you need to do is just help. Help me in my darkness. And describe your darkness to God. God, I'm so disappointed. When I do that these days about Ben, Charlie, and Bailey, it's all the dreams that I had that I have to tell God are not going to happen now. I had a dream that Ben would walk Bailey down her uh, for her wedding, and I would be making fun of Ben because he would be in a tuxedo, and he didn't like tuxedos, and that dream is gone, right? It's gone. And some of you have had dreams that are gone. So describe that and then invite the light and look for the light in a couple different ways. One is through your friends who know Christ. Let them be a light for you. But they can't be a light if, like, you don't tell them the darkness you're feeling. Then the other one is the Bible. Let God's living word be a light for you. Look for some help. Google what Bible verse talks about loneliness. What Bible verse talks about addicted parents? What Bible verse talks about? And then another one you might not think of naturally is use your adult friends. Use your adult friends. Um, they're there for a reason. God put adults in your life who've been around the block a few times for a reason. It has to be a trusted one. But find a trusted adult, coach, teacher, uh, staff at big house, pastor. Find one you trust and then talk to them and describe the darkness. And after you do all that, then ask Jesus to heal your broken heart and be there with the light. So I don't know what it is. It might be anxiety or depression. It might be parents or siblings going the wrong way. It might be um, an uncertain future. It might be an addiction you're struggling with. The promises, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And then in John 1, 5, he says, and the darkness never overcomes the light, but instead the light overcomes the darkness. So what I'd like to do is um, simply have the uh, lights turned off. I'm going to turn on the flashlight and I'm going to say a prayer. All right? Can we do that? Okay, and so uh, I'll just pray and we'll leave this flashlight on here and uh, then the band will come. Father God, darkness is a scary place. It's a lonely place. It's a painful place. And uh, when we're in the darkness, we need one thing, and that is we need the light. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Father, I pray that students would have uh, the courage and small groups would have the courage to talk about this tonight and would 
um, talk about dark places they've been and how they've found Christ there and uh, dark places they might be now. In Jesus' name, amen.